The Miami-Dade police left a message on my answering machine at nine in the morning. If you know William Cohen, please contact Sergeant Diaz at 305... Oh, no. Billy must have been arrested. Not prison. Not again. Not this late in his life. It still made me queasy to think about the time my brother was arrested almost 30 years ago. The thud of the gavel the words, 25 years to life, my mother crying in my arms, begging the judge to change his mind. The day I watched the police handcuff Billy and drag him off to Sing Sing for selling cocaine was probably the worst day of my life. I was shaking when I punched in the phone number of the Miami police. This is William Cohen's sister. Has he been arrested? No. Sergeant Diaz said in his soft voice. He was hit by a car at 2.30 this morning. I'm sorry. Your brother is dead. My heart went cold. Dead? My head spun. I was dizzy. I reached for a chair and sat down. What happened? William was coming from the emergency room at South Miami Hospital. He was drunk and ran out onto the highway the sergeant reported. Were you there? I asked. Yes, ma'am. I was called to the accident scene. Was Billy injured? Injured? What am I thinking? He'd been run over by a car. I mean, was he taken to the hospital? No, ma'am. Your brother never knew what hit him. Died instantly. Didn't suffer at all. Died instantly? Didn't suffer? How on earth could he know that? The sergeant was trying to cushion the blow, but it wasn't working. William was wearing a hospital ID bracelet. We got your name and phone number from their records. So that's how they found me. Billy always wrote me in as his in-case-of-emergency person. Sergeant Diaz cleared his throat. Listen, ma'am, you don't have to identify the body. The bracelet is good enough. Better to remember him as you do now. Better to remember him as you do now? Oh, my God! The sergeant must have heard me start to cry, because the next thing he said was, It's kind of against regulations, but if you give me your address, I'll send you the things your brother had on him. Since I didn't have to view Billy's post-accident body, there was no reason to fly from New York to Miami. By the time my 62-year-old brother died, he was homeless, so everything he owned was in his pockets. My brother had left things neat and tidy for me, not like when he was alive. What I had worried about for years had now happened. Billy was dead. I called Billy's drug counselor at South Miami Hospital. Eddie's voice was edgy. Billy showed up at the ER last night, high and coughing up blood. He wanted to be admitted to the hospital, so when the nurse told him he'd have to go to the detox unit instead, he got belligerent, picked up a chair, and threatened her. She called the cops. Billy ran out, and you know the rest. Your brother just didn't trust his higher power. I'm really disappointed in him. Disappointed? Billy was dead, and Eddie was disappointed.
I hung up on him and threw the phone across the room to get his words as far away from me as I could. Oh, God, Billy is dead. My body ached so much, I felt like I was the one who'd been run over. I got into bed with my clothes still on and pulled the covers over my head. Then I remembered the incredibly strange thing I'd done the day before. Although we hadn't spoken in months, for the last week I'd been thinking obsessively about Billy. This was unusual, because trying not to think about Billy was a survival tactic I began practicing in fourth grade. As a little girl, I adored my big brother, but I was always afraid something terrible was going to happen to him. Billy was constantly in trouble. I didn't really know what trouble meant, but when the trouble got bad...